Hi, it's Heike. Have you said or heard someone else say the following? I want to have a body like Tina Turner. Or I wonder what she's eating, pointing at the woman on the next table. She looks so good. All too often, we compare ourselves to others without even noticing. One of my avid listeners and followers on Instagram, Yvette, said she's not working outside the home and feels that she should, based on the women in her community. Today, you'll find out why comparison is natural and how it can influence how you feel. Then, find out about the different ways comparison works and what to do instead. Before we dive in, I'd like you to check out the Ultimate Intermittent Fasting System for Beginners. It is a stepping stone to the Empty Nest Reboot. If you thought about trying out intermittent fasting combined with the power of Pilates, then this is your program. I'll leave a link in the show notes for you so you can check it out. So let's dive into today's episode all about comparison. I'm Heike Yates, a fitness and nutrition coach with 30 years of experience. I empower empty nester moms over 50 to take back their health and strength to feel vibrant in their second half of life. Right now, you're joined by thousands of empty nester moms around the world who stop dimming their light and instead ignite their spark. On this podcast, I do what I do best, taking complicated information about fitness, nutrition, and mindset strategies, and breaking it down into baby steps that are simple, actionable, and reliable, so you can implement them into your life. I regularly interview some of the most inspiring guests who share their honest stories on how they went from their worst to their best in life so that you know you're not alone in your struggles. Join me as we redefine what aging looks and feels like by taking action and saying, yes, I can. This is the Pursue Your Spark podcast. I do it. You do it. We all do it. We comparing ourselves to others. Comparisons are a normal part of human behavior. The grass always seems to be greener on the other side. I know you heard the saying, or perhaps used it yourselves. We observe others and compare how we compare to them. If we are better than they are, then we feel like a champion. And if not, we feel depressed or stressed and want to go full throttle on being like the other person. Many people compare themselves to others, and it seems a very natural way to do that. We don't even bat an eye. It has become so routine. When we think about comparing, we also think a little bit about competitiveness. Imagine you're riding your bike, You're all happy and you're pedaling along, feeling really good about yourself, and suddenly somebody passes you. Of course, you check out the biker. What kind of bike he or she has, what clothes they're wearing, and of course, the form while riding. 
You might be thinking, oh, I should bike harder and keep up with them. Or you might think, dang, I feel old and really slow compared to that biker. Now reverse that idea. You're passing someone on a run. Do you puff up your chest because you passed someone slower and it makes you feel superior? Striding even stronger to show off what you can do and show the slower person how it's done. Thinking if they, and you can fill in your own thoughts, but if they ran with better form, pumped the arms more, had better posture, they could be more like you. You know, it doesn't matter to someone else how we perform, but in our minds. Often we think that we need to do better, be faster, be stronger, leaner, and look at all put together like our friends or the person on the social to have that competitive edge over others. And that goes for all kinds of activities. Take hiking. If you're on a hiking trail and someone says, excuse me, passing on the left, you, you check it out and say, whoa, they're really hiking along. Maybe I should pick up my pace. Or take dancing if you like to dance and you see somebody doing this cool move that you have been eyeing but never been trying, you might be a little jealous because it looks great. Or if you're cooking, you're thinking of the meal. And that happens to me when I cook a meal that I think, or I saw from my favorite chef, the minimalist baker, the pictures look always so great. Mine don't look so good. It's tasty. It's really good. But it doesn't quite look that way. And I keep striving so it looks a little bit better. Or take gardening. When you see a beautiful garden, you're like, oh, I want a garden like that. I wonder how she or she created a garden like that. You can name any activity and find reasons to compare and even be competitive. In her new book, Atlas of the Heart, Brene Brown says, we all compare and it's the death of us. She says that comparison is actually not an emotion, but that it drives all kinds of emotions that affect our relationships and self-worth. So why is it that we compare ourselves to others? The social comparison theory was first explored in 1954 by psychologist Leon Festinger and suggested that people have a natural drive to evaluate themselves, often in comparison to others. People make all kinds of judgments about themselves and one of the key ways we do this is through social comparison or analyzing the self in relationship to others, he says. But not all comparison is bad. We get good information about what we want and where we want to be and valuable feedback on how we compare. For example, we compare our current self with our former self, like the saying, where were you five years ago? Or others in our age group, we're saying, oh, how healthy am I compared to the people in my age group? and compare our knowledge and ability with others in our field. If you, I'm a personal trainer, 
fitness coach. So I want to see how I compare with others in my field. Am I staying on top of my field? Do I need to learn new things? Stuff like that. We also tend to compare ourselves with other people on a similar level around us than those with super status. For example, you compare yourself more on how your friends dress than sheer. All of this is natural. We can use comparison in several ways. Comparison can be a motivator, and that's a great motivator. Comparison can help us establish a baseline of where we are and where we want to be. If you're going to run a marathon, you'll use your friends that already have run a marathon for or just are running for inspiration and motivation. The way you establish a baseline of where you are right now and compare it to your goal, this can be a great motivation. When I started running, I never in my wildest dreams did I think that I would ever run an ultra marathon. That means more than a marathon, which is 26.2 miles, and I ended up running a 50 miler. So I looked at my running friends and they all were running and we're having a great time and we ran our marathons and we had great camaraderie and we all inspired each other. But then I was tempted by others who ran a little bit longer and they enticed me to do the same. And they showed me that it can be done to run more than a marathon. And so they were a great motivator in my journey to run a 50 miler. Comparison is also really good feedback. If you know you're doing better than others around you, it can motivate you to continue to do well. But on the other hand, it can inspire you to work hard and improve yourself if you're not. If you know you're on the same level as someone else, it might motivate you to change strategies and strive to do better. But there's a fine line we hope not to overstep. And that is the comparison trap. And the comparison trap starts out with, if I was more like my friend, if I would do what that person does. You know, it is a losing battle to compare yourself to anyone else because you simply are not them. In addition, our bodies will respond different, differently to workouts and eating regimens. So you need to do what works best for you and learn not to compare your progress to another person. And that can be really tough. Because when you see, and we're using the example of the running, and you see somebody running and they progress more than you, become faster than you doing the same workout, it can be frustrating. And that's why it's a comparison trap. Remember to be realistic in what you can achieve based on your body type and preferences. Find what inspires you to dive deeper into your health and fitness journey. To stop competing with other women, we must stop comparing. Ask yourself, are you comparing yourself to others to improve yourself or make yourself feel better about yourself? Are you comparing yourself to others to improve yourself or make yourself feel better about yourself?
Recognizing the difference between the two motivations of comparison is essential to separate healthy and unhealthy patterns from one another. Imagine you are in a running group and you're admiring those that are always in the front and you want to improve your running skills so that you can run along with that group or just get a little faster to have a better time at your next race. You talk to some of the people in that group and ask for their advice on becoming a better runner. Any personal advice they have or a class they recommend to help you improve your running skills. This process allows you to self-evaluate your skills and abilities. Or imagine yourself watching the group of runners, same group, take off running. Looking at them makes you feel inferior and you justify your running skills with that you just started at an older age. You're just not that fast. You don't care how fast you run or they run. But deep down, you feel low. You start putting yourself down for not being that fast, that skinny or whatever it is that you admire about this running group. Or you can insert any other group that you admire and keep telling yourself that they act as an elite group and you'll never compare. This comparison is unhealthy as it makes you feel unhappy, inferior, jealous, and you perhaps talk badly about those runners. In addition, this comparison puts you in a hostile place, not only for running, as this behavior may affect other parts of your life. Comparing yourselves for self-evaluation can be very helpful and healthy to see how we measure up to others and find out where we want to be with our goals and aspirations. But comparing yourself for self-enhancement can turn into an obsessive and unhealthy pattern. So there's a really fine line and sometimes, and I do too, I have to catch myself when I start comparing and thinking those thoughts that are not good thoughts. So here are three tips to stop comparing yourself. Starting to notice your thoughts around other people and your actions is the first step in the right direction. Remember, it's okay to self-assess and self-reflect to reach your goals and find out where you are in the process and what you need to improve on or what you'd like to improve on. Number one is focus on yourself. The grass is not always greener at your neighbor's house, but instead focus on your own lawn and what it needs to flourish and stay healthy. Self-reflect on what you already have accomplished and what steps you want to take to improve yourself and your habits. Let's say you want to eat healthier and your friend always cooks these excellent lasagna meals that you can't even imagine making. Instead, focus on the meals you already cook well. For example, if you rock grilled chicken, then add some sauteed mushrooms on the side to make it more interesting and a little different. And by just adding little bits and pieces, focusing on your health, in this case, a healthy meal that's not as fancy as 
the lasagna and complicated perhaps to some. It's simple, it's easy to do, and it also looks great when you look at it. Number two is practice gratitude. This is such a simple but overlooked habit in life. Start your gratitude practice every morning and write, write three things you're grateful for. It may sound a little, a lot in the beginning, but keep it simple. So I wrote today, I'm grateful for fresh snow, blue sky, and don't laugh, comfortable PJs. So it doesn't have to be anything major, but the little things. So right from the heart and nothing is silly. Like I, I, I was thinking, should I share this with my listeners, comfortable PJs, but why not? You're my community and I'll trust you being here that I can share the things that I think I want to say. So don't censor your thoughts. And if you have one word instead of three, that's okay too. You don't have to have a fancy journal. Your photo, uh, your photo, your phone has a note-taking app. Open up a page and start writing every day. Even if, even if it's just a word. But practice makes not perfect, but practice makes better. And you become more comfortable in the ritual of writing gratitude. Remember, baby steps is the way to go. And number three, stop shooting yourself. How many times can you catch yourself or can tell that you said, oh, I should run, should, I should run longer. I should be more like my friend. I should start something new. The shoulds are just everywhere. Statements like that only focus on negative thoughts. Instead, replace them with healthier words like, I can eat healthily. I want to exercise for my health. I want to run as long as I want to run. In turn, repeating a positive thought pattern instead of a negative shoulds and have tos. I promise you'll be catching yourself more times than not saying I should, but keep practicing. I'm still working on that. Number three, should not saying should as well. My bonus tip for today is the comparison trap mentioned earlier is something to avoid. And it's okay to brag a little about your accomplishments. You don't have to be shy about it and, and hoping that somebody will notice what you've accomplished. You can't, I don't even want to call it bragging, bragging, but tell, recognize how strong you are. Recognize your strengths, your talents and accomplishments is essential in avoiding a comparison trap because you bring something to the table. Everybody does, all of you here on the episode today. You have some strength that you, no, you shouldn't, but I want you to feel proud of. You have the right, you earn the right to be proud of them. Try writing down three things you really like about yourself or you're proud about. Something that identifies as strength. For example, don't just write, I'm a great runner, but make it personal. So here are three of mine. I'm positive. Not everything is going according to plan, whether it's not finding time to exercise or getting injured during a run. 
I'm always finding the best solution to overcome those roadblocks by taking action. I'm a people person. I get energy from interacting with people, whether online or in person. I use this energy to encourage and empower my community that they too can follow their dreams and find a way to make it happen. And my slogan is here for the Pursue Your Spark is yes, you can. I'm an amazing fitness and nutrition coach. Seriously, if I weren't doing that for a living, I would be tra a travel consultant, teaching people how to exercise and eat while traveling and enjoying the local cuisine. That would totally tie in with my urge to travel. Going back to Yvette's example, the pressure to work outside the home is weighing on her shoulders. She feels that she does not measure up to other people's expectations and that she should, here's that word again, do better. As I created this episode around her question, my answer to her, and Yvette, you know who you are, and if anybody that resonates with all of this, I speak to you as well is that I want you to start with one of the three steps mentioned. First, don't let the thought of others' expectations of you influence your self-esteem, creating self-doubt. Evaluate if your choice to stay home is right for where you are as an empty nester mom. If it is, then don't give it another thought. You're right where you should be. So. There you have it. Comparison is everywhere, but we can take steps to use comparison as a positive in our lives and influence a positive path forward in our second half of life. So I hope that you enjoyed the episode as much as I had creating it for you. And reach out to me at Heike Yates on Instagram or Pursue Your Spark Heike Yates on Facebook. Let me know what you thought of this episode. If you'd like to contribute more ideas to this episode, or if you have somebody that will benefit from this episode, please share it far and wide. And with this, my friends, I'm out of here. Have a most amazing day and week, and I'll see you next time on the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Ciao.